Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever or whoever you may be. I am Alan Arante, and this is the Recluse Podcast. Today's guest is Jim Bates. He is known for being a professional skateboarder in the early 2000s. His achievements include winning Eric Costin's Game of Skate in September of 2005 and receiving the $15,000 prize. He had numerous sponsors, such as Birdhouse, Airwalk Shoes, and Status Skateboards. He had full video parts and features in magazines. The list could go on. This interview is very special to me because I remember looking up to Jim Bates when I was a kid. I remember he'd roll up to the skate park and just start shredding all over Borchard. He was stoic and humble. He was a legend in the flesh. In recent years, Jim has written and illustrated two children's books. The first is titled The Boy Who Skated with Dragons, and the second is titled A Journey of Dreams. He also started a grip tape company called Dragon Grip Tape, and he runs it currently. This interview is also special because it was co-hosted by my good friend Anthony Gomez, otherwise known as Everybody's Stepdad. He shot the photos and shot the footage for all the materials related to this episode of the podcast, so I thank him for that. He is my partner in the hustle. Again, I would like to thank Jim for taking the time to let us interview him and for being so gracious with his home and inviting us in. He is currently writing for Everyone Skate Co., 306 Shop, and Dragon Grip. He is a living legend and beloved by the community. This is a portrait of Jim Bates. We are officially on the record. Today is December 11th. It's a Wednesday. It is 5.38 in the afternoon. I have Anthony Gomez to my left and a guest in front of me. Two questions. Who the hell are you? How the hell are you? My name is Jim Bates. I'm doing good. Just had fun skating today and glad to be here and part of your podcast. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. We at tried this like two years ago something like that with like a one mic in my truck i had an iphone filming like outside the truck Um, and that was actually really cool though i made like a couple little videos um, and i thought that was really cool yeah it was fun it was a good conversation and it was i enjoyed it yeah and we had a lot of fun skating before that so that's always good yeah so anthony and i were sort of uh fanboying because we were uh, boys watching you skate Borchard. Um, I don't which makes me wonder. I mean, you, we were like 10 and you must have already been like pro. And, you know, so I'm wondering uh, what year were you born? I was born in 1977. No kidding. Yeah. And us, 89, 90? 90. Yeah. So we were just, yeah, we were just kids. And then I turned pro in 2002. So, and that's around the time they built the skate park. So, hmm. You're saying you remember a, Bo- uh, a Newberry Park before Borchard? <laughs> yeah. I used to skate the basketball court, and there's a bank, and then the three block, we used to wax all the The bank ledges. that's there now? Where yeah. there's, like, bubbles? You can't, yeah, it's like, hard to skate? Yeah, they put knobs on them. We used to skate that all the time. They even had a, a setup with ramps for us to skate in the basketball mm. court. They'd bring it out, like, every Thursday or just one day a week. <laughs> and then... I just skated the three block all the time. That's where I learned a lot of tricks. So, yeah, I've been skating around Newbury Park for 
most of my life. Yeah, you remember that, Anthony? Sitting uh, on the sidelines, watching Jim skate? I do. I don't remember before Borchard was built too much. Like, I was... Uh, I didn't know that was a thing. I thought it was always there. <laughs> Since the beginning of time. No, I, I uh, definitely remember you rolling in when I was a kid, you know? And uh, just tearing it up. Everyone just sit down and watch. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and still, like, people, you know, uh, every time you roll in, you, you're still tearing it up, so... <laughs> you know many years later well thank you i appreciate that i i thought there was sort of like uh maybe I, I could be making this up but i think you used to didn't you always kick flip on the way in you'd like roll in kick flip the bank and then like whatever you'd maybe had a line or something or was that was that just coincidence that i every time i saw you you'd kick flip the bank in like you know like 10 years ago um i'm not sure back then but i know now like i have kind of a warm-up routine like i roll in a tray flip and then i i skate the park just like certain warm-up tricks i have i actually do a line from my house to the skate park <laughs> from so, out the door you like kick flip out the door yeah it's like my warm-up line I actually posted it on my channel like i filmed it a few times oh yeah it's just like 50 tricks man yeah i've seen that clip it's cool yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. Like, I'm grateful to live in such a great place and be able to skate down the street to the skate park and yeah. good weather most of the time, so it's pretty amazing. I heard they're expanding Borchard, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're working on it right now. When's that going to be done? I mean, it takes forever to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, the estimation is about two or three years out. Really? I'm wow. actually on the planning committee. Oh, nice. So oh, cool. I'm in there with What are you trying to get people. in there? Yeah, so hopefully we can get a good quality skate park with fun obstacles and everyone will be happy and a lot more space for skating and everything. Well, are they keeping the original place and building around it or are they just going to demo the whole thing? That's a question I ask them because I like the park we have now. And yeah, it looks like a lot of people do. Yeah. All the so, locals. It looks like they'd probably tear it out just because it's getting old. Like even now you can see there's cracks and stuff, so it's kind of falling apart. And yeah, they want to make it like consistent with like new, like all new obstacles and just a whole new setup. The only mm -hmm. bummer is that there won't be a park for us to skate while they're constructing the new That's thing. a bummer. <laughs> That's the only reason I want it to be there. Yeah. Like Westlake's I mean, gonna get loaded. Like the pump track, probably. Have you been to the pump track by Los Ritos? Nah, is it fun? It's fun, but I mean, I don't know. I I personally can't really rip it up, but um, it, it's really not my style. But it's pretty fun. It's I fun get, I get tired pretty quick. Yeah, I go around like three laps and I'm done. Yeah. Seems like kind of boring, maybe. It's a a little bit. I mean, not to mention it's pretty much just like a kiddie park. Like it's nothing but like scooter kids. Oh, so yeah. it's like hard to skate it because you'll see like parents around the sidelines, like you know, hawkeyeing their kid, yeah. making sure the the weird adult with the you know, mustache isn't like <laughs> you know bumping into them and stuff. So it, I I really don't have that much fun. It's fun for like ten minutes and then yeah, you know, it's time to dip after that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, why? So. Why doesn't like what like I've seen you at Borchard a bunch of times, but I've never seen like Mikey Taylor there. I've never seen isn't P Rod from somewhere around here or is he from like the valley? He's from the valley. I think back in the day, Mikey and Paul and like a lot of pros would come through, but yeah, not like, so much anymore. Because 
the high school used to have these really amazing ledges mm. and everyone would come here to film those ledges and they, yeah. they'd like warm up at the skate park and we had like a really good scene like people came from everywhere and the sequoia rail too everyone mm -hmm. came to skate that and film clips and now it's all those things are gone and so none of those yeah. guys really come through anymore and they're probably yeah. just busy traveling and all that yeah you know? i mean like if you follow micah taylor he's always like doing something like investing he's always like getting people to try to invest like in this stuff <laughs> i remember uh, as a kid seeing uh, you, Mike Taylor, just in case, and sometimes Spanky, because he's yeah. from, like, the area, um, you know, skate the park, and I was just starstruck, you know? It was like City Stars, you know? <laughs> Pete yeah. Rod, I don't think I've ever seen him at the park, um, but just that, that little group was pretty cool, yeah. because this area, like, you know, what are the chances to see that many pro skaters in one spot? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the, uh, a few months ago, Anthony, um, he went to Westlake, and nobody's there. Westlake Skate Park shows up. Nobody's there. And there's like, I think you thought it was trash or something, like in the bowl. And it turned out it was like, what was it? A box of shoes, Nikes. Yeah, it, I, I I was the only one there. I didn't even want to go to the skate park, but I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll check it out anyways. And I was the only one there. I pushed around for a little bit and I saw some like shoes and wheels and hiding in this little like crack. You know that little Euro gap kind of yeah. thing? Um, and I cruised up to it thinking it was just someone's old shoes and it was like brand new Nikes, bearings, trucks, and wheels. Wow. And, uh, I took a photo and posted it and someone responded like, oh, P-Rod was just there. Yeah. Check nice. his story. And I looked and he had just left <laughs> and left like, you know, a surprise That's gift awesome. for whoever. Yeah. It's so weird. Well, I'm wondering if he thought he was going to roll up and, like, you know, do a giveaway. Like, all right, kick flip the five. Like, you'll get these shoes or whatever. Apparently, like, he was just going around leaving product to yeah. local parks. Sometimes people just do that. They'll, mm -hmm. like, hide stuff and then post it. And then kids will go try and find it. And then yeah. whoever gets it, gets it. Yeah, I didn't see, even know it was there. <laughs> see, I, I wish I would have been there when uh, P-Rod showed up. And then I also wish I was at Westlake Park when uh, Kanye showed up. Oh, yeah. That would have been cool. Have you seen those pictures? I didn't know about that. Yeah, Kanye West. Uh, I think Kim, Kim Kardashian, too. Like, they brought their kid there. And yeah. Kanye was actually, like, skateboarding, like, riding, like, cruising around. Uh, oh, man, I would have paid 100 bucks to see that. Just, like, for fun. Like, dude, Kanye is skateboarding right in front of me. <laughs> and someone said that, like, Britney Spears brought her kids there a couple times. Oh, yeah. She used to bring her kids to Orchard. That's right. Really? Yeah. Have you seen her before? Yeah. Wow. How was she looking? Because like, she had those years where she was just sort of like not in the bald. spotlight. Yeah, bald. <laughs> no. Where she's still like in yeah, her she stardom. Normal. Like a person like Britney Spears. And she'd yeah. just hang out and her kids would skate. <laughs> and we'd skate just like, I don't know. I'm not like the kind of person that fans out over people because we're yeah. all equals basically in my yeah. opinion so it was cool mm. though just like that presence because it brings hype from other people everyone's like yeah, talking yeah. about oh it totally yeah so. there's just like a buzz going on at the skate park yeah yeah you know who rips it still too is um uh i forget which one the who was on city stars but chris case or justin case which one justin that guy still rips it too He'll show up to the park sometimes. It's, it's almost like he has everything still. Yeah, I haven't seen Justin for a while. I know he's he started skating again. Yeah. I heard he started um, 
BMX? Is that right? I don't know. Maybe. Huh. I mean, he's always done a lot of different things. He's always been talented at multiple things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of those dudes that can do it all. All right. Let's see. Let's let's get some origin here. Uh, do you feel more like a Jim or a James? Are you, is your name James? Like you're on your birth certificate? Yeah. Stuff? My birth name is James. I, f- I always go by Jim though. Does anybody call you James ever? <laughs> Occasionally. Not often though. Uh, your folks, they call you Jim? Yeah. Uh, what about your teachers back in school? Back in school, I went by Jim as well. I think, I mean, when I was really little, people would call me Jimmy. <laughs> Even like like some people that, like older people, they'll still call me Jimmy because <laughs> they know me as like a little kid. Yeah, that's, that's, it's never broken. Like there's a young, like our friend Edwin's younger brother, Omar, is like a man now. But like, oh, you, you probably know Omar. He used to go to. He was a really good little skater kid. He used to go to Borchard all the time. Omar Flores. Oh yeah. Um, but when I first met him, he was like practically out of diaper. You know, just out of diapers. So like in my head, every time I see him, like I even though he's a grown man with a mustache, I still see him as like that little kid. I can still hear. Omar. Yeah, I can still see him. Like hear how he sounded. It, it's weird. I when he started to grow up, his voice deepened, and I thought he was faking. Like, cause I didn't see him for like a few months and then I saw him again. All of a sudden he's talking like this yeah. and I was like, Oh, like it's weird. Why is he doing that with his voice? But he was just growing up. Like I didn't see it. Yeah. That's, that's so fast. Yeah. Um, did you have any crushes in uh, school, elementary school that you can think of? Um, not really. I was pretty like insecure and, and shy. Like I've always been. Mm-hmm. So even like talking to girls was not easy for me. <laughs> um, any, n- no one caught your eye when you were in like second grade? Like, I mean, I'm sure that maybe so. I just, yeah. I don't remember a lot about the younger years. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's kind of weird. I'll have memories sometimes, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember too much, like that much. Like the every year that goes by, I lose like some percentage. I, I just don't think about that time that much so i i don't like i have like a hundred a hundred memories at my fingertips for the past like so many years um they just kind of like fade away it's kind of weird you just keep the good ones that's all that Mm -hmm. matters i think yeah i ask because i don't know i'm curious to see what you have to say about it anthony but when i was in elementary school man dude i was like you know uh, how can i say this Uh, i i think i liked like every girl (laughs) i remember my crushes they're all white girls <laughs> and uh i never had the uh confidence to talk to any of them i was kind of introvert you know yeah in yeah me too, that's me too. How I was, so. i've always been that way too mm-hmm. i tried i had a i there was this one girl um the biggest crush i ever had i won't say her name because i still remember it um biggest crush i ever had probably in school um i drew barbies like barbie doll i drew them on paper so like they probably look really dumb, and I had this like stack of white paper that each had like a Barbie like drawn on it. I gave, <laughs> I gave the girl that bundle. She's like, "What do I do with this?" I was like, "Throw it away," <laughs> and I ran away. And um, I've just never gotten over that. Like I was just like my biggest crush ever. I worked all night on those drawings, and she's like, "What do I do with this?" <laughs> it's scary approaching girls, even you know, at our age now. Yeah. Just yeah. being unfamiliar with people and mm-hmm. not knowing what they're going to say or what they think of you, just judgmental. I don't know. 
I totally relate to that. Yeah. Just like it's not easy for me to talk to people I don't know. Yeah. I just remember the crushes I had when I was a kid, when I was like in elementary school, felt so real. Not that like the girl ever like, you know, reciprocated or anything like that. I just remember that feeling of like that emotion, like such a strong emotion, mm. like on my, like of sh- not shame, but like maybe embarrassment, a little bit of embarrassment, like just like the crush was so real. Like I remember the, um, the girl, the girl I liked, I can't even believe this happened still. But uh, they're in grass, like there are like weed patches where it's like a big, it's like a nest of grass, but it's like, I don't think they want that there, but it looks like a little bed. And we were playing like house or something out in the yard, like first, second grade. And her and I were like married in the story. And it was like the best day of my life. Um, Nothing ever happened. Of course, first grade, I mean, what's going to happen? But like, I just remember thinking like, oh my God, my life's complete right now. That's awesome. I think we got in trouble for that playing that game too. <laughs> Went to the office. Man. I never um like I said, I never really approached my crushes, but I remember all of them. And I, I just always expected something to happen, but I never worked towards anything, you know? I was too <laughs> afraid. Um and then I would see like other guys making them laugh, I'd be so dull. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't got this at all. And then I worked on it in high school. Like after during high school and after high school I started working at talking to women and and now it's easier to approach girls. It's still scary, but it's easier. Um, I think I got it nailed down now. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Would, would that make you feel weird, Jim? Like, you know, if you, you said you felt sort of like insecure when you were in school, um, like what he said, seeing other people like be effective, like in, in like those socializing, like situations, did that make you feel like, Whoa, something like something's wrong with me or how did it make you feel to see others like, socialize in that way if you saw that well definitely yeah i've always felt different and out of place just being able like not being able to talk to people and just be Mm. like open and like have friendships and relationships as much as as far as you can remember do you think you've like sort of felt like that yeah it's been pretty hard i mean like i've gotten better at talking to people now but i mean i just didn't understand like why it was so hard for me Mm. and just like I never felt like I was good enough or really like I was worth anything like why would people want to talk to me or people don't care what I have to say or like Hmm. I don't know it was just hard do you know why like can you imagine like was there some like event like when you were like six months old you know you fell and bumped your head and all of a sudden it's never been the same like what do you have any like idea of an an origin to those emotions and those feelings about yourself? Not really. I mean, being shy, I think that makes it hard because it it puts that thought in your head like you're different and like you can't openly Mm -hmm. go talk to people. And so, Mm. I mean, I think partly that can lead to like being depressed or whatever or feeling like different. Yeah, I wonder there's this uh, thing called it's it's more of about reading. It's like but I think this might apply here. It's called the Matthew effect where like let's like we'll like take the case of reading. Like good readers read more. So they get better at reading. Right. And and readers who aren't who don't read very well, they read less. Therefore they they end up reading worse than like the other people. Do you do you think maybe that was there some effect like that where you socialize less? So you you didn't acquire skills like everybody else, or do you think it's just been just a static 
uh, I don't I don't think it's as far, but maybe inability to just do it. Well, yeah, I mean, if I didn't talk to people, then obviously I'm not gonna get better at it. <laughs> but I was just too scared to do yeah. that. So I guess it's kind of like a catch twenty two. But mm, yeah, I mean, I think I just had to like push myself to try, which I mm. finally did a lot later in my life mm-hmm. with like some help and motivation. But yeah, yeah, I just. Uh, kind of kept to myself and got stuck in that like insecurity and being self-conscious and hmm. I mean skateboarding really helped me yeah like, build confidence in myself and have something good and positive to focus on and I used to write and draw a lot too like I always have mm-hmm. so that's been a good positive creative outlet for me just like self-expression yeah without actually using words so I yeah think, i think uh i mean everyone's different obviously but um i uh, admire that you can roll into the skate park and do all these tricks without like caring about you know everyone watching you or judging because when i go to a skate park i have to warm up and i'm still worried about the eyes on me you know yeah <laughs> and i'm not that uh, great of a skater to begin with but um like i have a bag of tricks that you know are decent and still like till this day like i'm worried about people watching you know yeah a little bit and i have to break out of that after a while like i'll, I'll cruise around for an hour and then um, i'll finally feel comfortable you know and yeah. I, I stop caring but when i first start like still till this day like uh, i'm not necessarily worried but in the back of my mind i can feel people watching and judging and stuff like that um and then like as far as like socializing with new people like that I'm I'm okay with doing like I can meet new people and I kind of put the judgment away and just let it fall into place, you know, when I have yeah. a conversation. Um, but with, I think everyone's different, you know, like, yeah, well I can relate to that actually. So mm-hmm. I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I think maybe people don't see that in me that I have more confidence than I actually do mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still, worry about being judged and what people think about me not as much as I used to like it used to be really bad like it would bother me now I try to just focus on skating and having fun but mm-hmm. but I totally have those feelings and thoughts that you're talking about just like yeah. people looking at me like if if I'm skating bad like I'm, I'm like I hope people aren't watching because <laughs> then like I, I feel embarrassed or something but right I kind of just i don't know let it go and mm-hmm. think like it doesn't really matter what people think about me like we're all there to skate and have fun and like if i miss a trick that's fine no one's perfect i'm not perfect Very true. And, yeah yeah i feel like there were a few guys at borchard when we were kids like older people like people i don't know maybe they were just in high school when we were in fifth grade or something so they seemed super old but um, I remember back in the day, like feeling really self-conscious skating Borchard because there'd be a group of guys there, probably the same guys. They were probably all in the same group that would like comment on other people. Like I was just a kid, fifth grade, whatever, sixth grade, trying to like kickflip or something, land, like fall or miss it completely, not even get close. And then all of a sudden I'd hear like these voices of like people who were like 10 years older than me, like commenting on it. And I was, you know, made me want to stay on the sidelines and. And I think back to those guys thinking like now that I'm older, I know, I know they're just jerks. But back then when you're a kid trying to get out there to do it, 
you know, that's that's the worst thing when people that you should be looking up to are judging you so harshly. Um, now I know they're jerks, but um, did you guys ever have experiences like that? Can you think of any guys, not names, but like if there were in fact people like that at Borchard, like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something? I, I remember, you know, I don't know. I don't remember specific names. I don't remember groups of kids, you know, not only making fun of me for not landing stuff, but all kinds of different little kids that couldn't land stuff. So that definitely had an impact. Uh, that's why nowadays, like, if I see someone trying to land a trick, I never pass judgment or make fun of them. I just, you know, clap, <laughs> give them a little motivation, you know, because yeah. it's the worst when people make fun and judge. Yeah, I don't understand that mentality because mm -hmm. we all started at the beginning. We're all yeah. learning and there's no reason to make fun of someone for trying to learn and put themselves out there and that just makes it harder. So that's unfortunate that people are mean like that. So I, I try mm -hmm. to be as positive or just passive and like not yeah. judge people and just have fun and skate and not worry about other people and just let them do their thing and I'll do my thing. And I mean, I guess like people who are willing to comment like that on people I mean, they got to be pretty bummed out themselves. Maybe they don't they don't feel good about themselves. So they have to lash out and find someone who's like beneath them in their eyes so that then they feel better about themselves. Um yeah, they rather than like beat themselves up, they they like beat up others mentally, you know, or you know, psychologically, they have to hurt others to to feel some satisfaction in their lives. Um and I try to catch myself doing that. I try to catch myself doing that. Like I'll do it on like on Instagram or something like I'll like see people's posts and like think something about it. And then afterwards I'm like, why do I even care? Why, why am I judging like this person's like thing or what they're doing? Um, so it's like a habit I'm trying really hard to develop um, because, you know, I'm not perfect. Like I feel that, you know, I feel insecure too sometimes. And sometimes it is a natural thing to like look for somebody who you think you're better than Um but but I am happy that I try to catch it. Some people I don't know that they ever know they're they're doing that. Yeah, that's good though. Because you're you're a pretty positive, dude. How do you um do you, is it is it uh, do you do it on purpose when you when you're not judging like do you or it's just in you to not analyze someone's activity or product and think something negative? Like it seems like you like don't ever think anything negative about like other people. Well, I, I try not to. I just keep an open mind, and I know that everyone's different, and, like, none of us are better than anyone else. So, I mean, it's just, like, we make our choices, and we do what we want to do, and so if people post something, like, that's their choice. Like, I'm not here to judge them. Yeah. So, yeah, I just try to stay positive and... uh treat people the way I want to be treated. It's like yeah. a, a good moral standard. Yeah. How do you do it, Anthony? Cause I notice you're pretty good at not hating. Like, I don't, yeah, you're pretty good at it. Not hating on other people's stuff. Usually. Um, exactly what you said. Like you just catch yourself and over time, like it, it doesn't happen as much anymore, I guess, you know, like mm. obviously like negative thoughts, come through everyone's brain at some point or another yeah of course yeah but i mean yeah. if, if you hate it you don't have to say anything about it <laughs> that's what i never yeah. understood like some people openly have to like comment on other people's stuff yeah. negatively and it doesn't 
you know, just, uh, <clears throat> it happens to me like quite often too, still. And it's just like unnecessary. And I think the bigger thing to do is just ignore it or, you know, yeah, send out love, you know? Yeah. More, yeah. More positive. Energy. I mean, if someone leaves a negative comment, I'll just ignore it. I won't respond, but yeah, I, that's I even, least, yeah, that's more effective, honestly. Yeah. Cause then you're just like instigating more. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, it doesn't look good either to always, you know, to, to, to respond to every hate, you know, email or hate yeah. comment. Uh, it, I mean, it's I, just, I try to respond to everyone who leaves a comment, like a positive thing, mm-hmm. just like, because they took the time. Well, no one's probably even knew any like hate mail anyway. Or do you get like mean comments? I mean, there's been negative stuff said about me for sure. Especially like the more, the more coverage you get, like Mm. the bigger, like when I won the game of skate. Yeah. Like that was huge. So there was a lot of eyes on that and Mm -hmm. a lot of opinions and judgment. Yeah, that's true. There, I I would figure there would be. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, the more attention there is on something, the more, there's going to be hate and love. So, yeah. Just got to turn those haters into motivators. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's you, true. You got to use it as fuel. And yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. W- w- when did you start skating? You said you turned pro in 2002, right? Yeah. But you um, started when you were in like how old probably? I was probably like 12 or 13. Like hmm. basically maybe sixth grade or even seventh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know like seventh grade middle school like for sure that's when i was just like skating is Mm. all i want to do what uh, stop every day what brands do you remember any brands you like like the first like when you just started skating seventh grade eighth grade what what were the brands you were really into do you remember um well plan b was started back then and they used to put out videos like Mm. on vhs like once like maybe a year or even a couple of years in between and those were like the best videos. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't YouTube and stuff. Right. I mean, you're waiting for these we VHSs. We would look forward to like a full length video and have to go buy it. Yeah. So crazy. there wasn't content that we could watch all the time. We'd watch the same videos like over and over. <laughs> so yeah, we. That's so true. Yeah. I remember finding um, a couple copies at a thrift store. It was like a Thrasher compilation of a, uh, Scorching Summer. Do you remember that one? No, I don't. It's called Scorching Summer, and the other one was called Raw. Um, and it was just like all this footage, like an hour long each, and yeah. we just watched the same tapes over and over because <laughs> there wasn't YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just like know what's coming up next all the time. Yeah, and the soundtracks were amazing. It was old punk, 90s punk and awesome. stuff. Yeah, that's what got me motivated as a kid to go out and skate. Um, who was your like first favorite skater? Um, that's tough. I don't really know, like, for sure. I know I looked up to Eric Austin mm-hmm. a lot, like Ronnie Krieger, Daywon Song, and then, like, Rodney Mullen. He was on yeah. NB. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Pat Duffy. Um, yeah, there's... All street dudes? Yeah, pretty much. As in the street skating. Like the yeah. there was this company New Deal. They put out mm. videos, and then um, like World Industries, and then One Hundred One. How cool is World Industries back? Well, I don't know, not the same time, but that was like the coolest brand when I was a kid. 
Yeah. I wanted everything world. I didn't get it, but I wanted every I wanted the stickers, I wanted the boards, I wanted the shirts. Yeah. Never got any of that stuff, but it was like so I used to draw it like all day long. <laughs> I like in like fifth grade. Are you talking about Flame Boy and Wet yeah. Belly? Okay, well this was even before oh. that was even created. They, <laughs> they used to have like they put out really good videos and they had some of the best skaters. Hmm. And then yeah, that stuff came later. Probably like 98 or wow. late 90s. Yeah. Crazy. So. <laughs> That's so. Yeah, I remember I that stuff though. That was like the hot seller. Because yeah. I worked at a, at a skate shop called Chaos. Like, I Oh, you to, worked there? I did at for the gym? a short time. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Was that. I rode for them and then they gave me a job like very part time. I yeah. was, I started traveling a lot. So like when oh, I okay. was home, I would work there. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. That's cool. I remember being a kid and always wanted to work there. Dude, you know? chaos was so cool. Dude, I had so much chaos gear. They had this cool, I don't know what you call these jackets, but it's, a windbreaker. it's like, is it, it's like a cholo jacket kind of, yeah. it said it's chaos, chaos skateboards. Yeah. Though I had that, I had the wallet. I must've had a sweater, beanie, the deck. That was the um, coolest skate shop in town. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it was only one location. No, they actually had three at one time. Really? Um, one in Sherman Oaks and then one in Santa Monica. Wow. Uh, but I don't know if you realize or if you knew that the the logo with the silhouette of the backside flip, that was me. Yeah, so I didn't uh, I didn't know that for a really long time. Maybe the past or maybe the past couple of years I figured that out. Um but yeah, it's like a it's almost like a Michael Jordan like silhouette yeah. logo, but except it's you. Totally. And it was on all their gear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's like, the craziest thing. It was on all their gear. Yeah, it was crazy because I'd go out skating or I'd be out whatever, <laughs> doing whatever, and I'd see people wearing chaos stuff. It was so That's cool. Yeah, so you're like, that's me, that's time. me. I'm on that, I'm on that. They actually made shoes, too. It was pretty cool. That sounds familiar. I yeah. think uh, one of our friend Edwin had like a pair of the shoes. Yeah, it sounds really familiar. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I thought that was so cool. Um, yeah, you're on that logo. And what's cool about that is um, I think I, I we talked about it before, but in one of the early Tony Hawk games, like first or second one, when you're selecting like the skater or like the wheels or something, like some like some pay some like uh, screen before you play the game when you're making some selection, there's a chaos board hanging on the wall. Um, I think it's a chaos board. And uh, it's you're you're on it. It's like it's the this it's that logo with you, your silhouette. Yeah, it's actually a banner on the wall. Cause oh, they, is it? Oh, it yeah. is a banner, isn't it? Yeah. They modeled the the shop in the game after the actual shop. Oh wow! The Sherman Oaks store. No kidding, so really? Cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was so sick. I mean, you're. I mean, you know, heart. You know, you're not like a character in the game, but it's like really though. There's how many like millions of those discs. Like where the kids played, yeah. so really you're in the homes of like millions of kids, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and and also pretty... the you were in the bail section oh, for yeah. Tony Hawk. I right? think the first one, right? I think. Do you, do you remember? I don't know which one it was. I want to say it's the first. It, it's not one of like the new ones. It's like one of the. It's like one through three, and I, and I distinctly remember it. Like we'd play it, and I and someone would always remind me that uh, that was like you know it was like the we we liked being the person saying oh that's Jim Bates. <laughs> That's, still, that's, till this day, I drive by that thing, and I think about yeah, that every time. Yeah, I can't drive by that. Thing. Even it's a little different now, I think. But yeah, I, they changed it. But. Yeah, 
I think of the video too that the guy from like across the street. You just hear him like you know, he's like, "Damn, yeah." He's like filming that. He's like, I can't remember what he's saying, but I, I just think of that like it's just a classic video. And um, uh, yeah, there's some people who maybe haven't heard about that bail. So you, what, do you know what year that was? Um, I believe it was around 2002. Yeah, and for anybody who knows the Jans Mall, it's like a big sign on the corner of Moore Park and in Jans. Yeah, Moore Park and Jans. I think so. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and it's a big sign. It's like what at least fifteen feet high, or it was. Yeah. And you were going to uh, Ollie off that. Yeah, I went to Ollie off it, and then my wheel got caught. Oh my oh, god! Man. And That's I just the flew worst. straight down because it is sheet metal on top. Yeah. So there was like right at the corner, there's two pieces connecting, oh. and it like bent down. When you rode on it? Yeah, when I rolled over. Oh my god! It, my front wheels rolled over. It caught my back wheel like before oh. it popped, <laughs> and I just went straight down. Like Dude, head first. Head first? Yeah, hit my head. Oh um, wow! Separated my shoulder. Basically knocked me out. I woke up in an ambulance. Oh, in in pain? You just wake up in pain? Yeah, or? I was like blacked out, and then uh, yeah. I th- this terrible pain in my shoulder. Oh my god! You couldn't like move like at all. Otherwise, it'd be no. killer. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I just like passed out again and woke up at the <laughs> hospital. Oh my god! Wow. You you get knocked out. You wake up in the ambulance. Yeah, I couldn't see, but I heard a like a medic asking me questions. That's so insane. You couldn't even like your eyes weren't open. You were just like conscious. I don't even know like if my eyes. Were they could have even been closed, open. But yeah, it's just like darkness i just heard someone asking me questions (laughs) and then like i wake up again and i was in the hospital god you like time traveled maybe you're just like losing time um what's even crazier is that you go back and do it right yeah basically there's one on the other side it's the same oh yeah that's right it was more solid on top so i double checked first but, (laughs) but yeah i went i laid off that one and that's awesome i would have not dude yeah back but yeah, they took that one out too. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah, that bail definitely deserved to be in the Tony Hawk game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how much uh, of your so you started really skating in middle schoolish time? How long? How much did skateboarding dominate your life from that point on to like now? Even how much? Like especially through the pro years, um, how much did skateboarding dominate your life? I assume it did. Yeah, skateboarding is everything to me. Still. Even now, yeah. But then, like, I would skate nonstop all day, every day. Sun Hours. Up, sundown. I mean, I had school, obviously. So after school, I'd just skate all day and then weekends all the time. And then, uh, yeah, I just got some sponsors and worked my way up to turning pro and traveling and just some amazing opportunities. Yeah, what what was your strategy for getting better and better? Did you like okay, I got the kickflip. Okay, now I got the heel flip. Now I got the tray flip. Like how like or was it just like loose? You just skated all all day and eventually you acquired these skills. Basically, I just learned tricks. I wanted to learn everything that I possibly could and I started competing too and um yeah, just kind of doing what was fun and progressing naturally, I think. Um, I don't think I really had a plan or anything, but I just wanted to learn everything that I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And so 
I think that was just the way I did things and it was different because there weren't like how to trick tip videos yeah. on YouTube. So <laughs> I just kind of learned tricks and progressed the best that I could. And yeah, I think it worked out. So would you consider back then, uh, were you disciplined? Like, you know, you would say to yourself, okay, I'm not going home until I do this, you know, X, Y, and Z. Or was it really just like, you know, you were just free. You just would be yeah. out there for a few hours and come back home. Basically, yeah, I was stress-free just skating with my friends and doing whatever we felt like doing. Mm -hmm. I think the discipline came later. Just like, mm. I don't know. I feel like I've been blessed with consistency. So, I mean, obviously yeah, totally. it took time to build that up. And so I think that makes it harder, like later on, just having that expectation of not missing tricks. And yeah. so there's more pressure that I put on myself. <laughs> so like everyone has their off days, but it's hard for me to yeah. feel like I'm not skating my best because really? I, I always want to do my best and I know like my abilities. So <laughs> what I'm capable of and if I'm not living up to that, it's kind of frustrating, but so I you don't have, let it happen, pretty much. You well, don't. I try not to, but, I mean, we all have bad days and off days, and yeah, I've gotten better at just being patient <laughs> with myself and, like, accepting that things aren't always going to be perfect or whatever. Yeah. Like, I uh, I drive stick shift, so does Anthony, and, like, every now, every now and then I'll, I'll stall. So, like, if you, like... You know, if you mess up on the clutch and the shifting and the, with the gear, you'll you'll stall and you have to like turn the car back on. Yeah. But the way I think about that is like I I think I've thought this before. I'm like you know like it, it's so rare when it happens, but I'm like it makes me think like shit. Like I wonder, it's rare for me to mess up on you know shifting the gear, and it must be very rare for you to miss a kickflip. Can you remember the last time you missed a kickflip, like just a flat ground kickflip? No, really. <laughs> Actually, my friend, he always says, like, I've known you for, like, whatever, how, like, 20 years or something. Like, he's never seen me miss a flat ground kickflip. Yeah, the last time you missed a kickflip was in, like, 95 or something. <laughs> Maybe so. No, I'm sure it's, it happens. But, but yeah, kickflips are pretty consistent. Like, yeah, it doesn't happen often. That I miss a kickflip. Yeah. So you, what, how old were you when you turned pro? Um, let's see. I was around probably 25. I have to do the math. It was 2002. Mm -hmm. So Seven. yeah, 25. Yeah. And uh, how did your life change? I mean, was it, did you actually get benefits, right? Not benefits, like as in like, you know, health benefits, but like benefit, you know, whatever merchandise and trips and i mean how fast when you so okay you're pro today what happens tomorrow so basically at that time i was already traveling really before you were pro yeah because i had sponsors so in 98 i was riding for a company called invisible skateboards and mm -hmm. I started traveling with them. We did. Wow. Were you? Would you be called amateur back then? Or yeah, like? it's called Am. Okay. Like a spon cool. sponsored Am. Yeah. And then yeah, we travel around the U.S. and Canada, and then do demos and film. Wow. And then hotels, free yeah, meals, every, like, stuff like that. Everything was covered basically. 
Nice. It's like being in a band or something. You just like tour for free. Yeah. And skate, do exactly what you want to do. Definitely. It was amazing. And then Invisible went out of business. So I got on this company status. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2000. Um, so we did a lot of traveling. We did some out of the country tours. Like Europe. Before you were pro, or Status was the company that made you pro, right? They turned me pro, but originally it was an all-AM company. Oh, really? They are wow. focused on AM skaters. Wow. <laughs> and then just building up the brand, and we started doing trips, and they did like advertisements and magazines, and we filmed a couple videos. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we went to Europe and Canada, <sighs> and then... Um, Brazil, so yeah, it's pretty amazing. Oh, and then, so rad. Sounds being fun. an amateur. That's yeah. how far being. I mean, an am- it's kind of like w- being pro. Like when I turned pro, is kind of like the same situation. It's yeah. just like I got a paycheck, a mm. small paycheck, because it was a small company, and then yeah. my name was on a board. Mm-hmm. And then I actually got sponsored by a shoe company called Axis Footwear, wow. and they gave me a shoe. So I had my name on a shoe, which was... Do you have a pair still? I do. Oh, sick. That'd be cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it was like a, a dream, basically, just skating and making a living, like a a small amount of money, but just yeah. enough to get by and traveling and skating and filming and shooting photos and just basically living the dream, like things I never really imagined could happen to me. Yeah, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I'm on a plane. I'm going to Brazil right now. Yeah. All of a sudden it's like, whoa, wait, this is real. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Like some people don't get to even leave the the state that they yeah, live in yeah. or even the country. So. Yeah, it sounds so fun. Yeah. Even like just like you said, a small paycheck or whatever. I mean, dude, covering the cost for hotels. Sounds so fun. Getting paid to do what you love. It's amazing. That's a dream. Yeah. Definitely a dream. Yeah, exactly. I mean, shit. Be paid to Yeah, get on this plane, go over there, you're gonna play a show for a thousand people and you're we're gonna give you money for it. Hey, yeah. you're gonna fly to Brazil and skateboard for some kids, <laughs> you know, in a competition. We're gonna pay you to do that. It's like a dream. I mean, that's so cool. Definitely, yeah. Super grateful for those opportunities. So uh, what does, you, you sort of a- answered it a, a little bit, but uh, even now, what does skateboard skateboarding do, even at this level, um, at this time, uh, what does it do for, you, for your self-esteem? Does it still sort of give you a sense of accomplishment and like what what else like i assume it does good you know good things for your for your mind absolutely yeah it gives me self-confidence it makes me feel accomplished and just being able to go out and skate and do tricks like it makes me feel good about myself and Mm. just being able to focus on something that's fun and take my mind off of everything it's just like freedom and Mm. just something that i live for it's like breathing like i can't live Mm. without it it's just my day (laughs) is not complete if i don't skate i don't know it's just something that you have to like experience like people that don't skate i don't think they understand 
how amazing it is and how much it can teach you just about like discipline and just like when you fall down you get back up and keep trying and just like until you make it like you don't give up yeah that is weird isn't it that it i mean it's built into skateboarding and other sports that are similar to you know you fall and you get up like yeah sorry but that's a part of it <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it makes us more aware of our surroundings and because mm. we're always looking for spots like i know i am like when yeah. i drive around i look at stuff or, <laughs> or just skating around like you're more aware of things going on around you mm-hmm. and i think that's good just like experiencing like a different perspective and just mm-hmm. like being aware of people and objects and like what's going on around you because some some people are just like so focused on like either in their head or, yeah, or yeah. just like what they're doing and not yeah, it's thinking like tunnel about, vision like yeah. not really seeing who's around what other people have to offer so yeah i think there's a lot of good lessons to be learned from skateboarding other than just having fun and yeah it's just amazing so if uh if you were you know god forbid you know a a truck flies through the window and your legs get chopped off and you survive. I mean, what, 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 what do you think there is? I know you're creative in a lot of other ways. Do you think there are other things that can really uh, make you happy the way skateboarding does? Would you adapt, you know, God forbid that's a crazy accident, but uh, yeah. what, I mean, how, how, how important is skateboarding where it's, is it literally like the only thing that can make you happy? I wouldn't say it's the only thing, but it's the main thing. It's like the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Like I talked about earlier, I've always been into writing and drawing, and I've written and illustrated two kids' books. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy doing that and just giving back and sharing a positive message and being creative in that way. Um, that's pretty amazing to be able to do that, but it doesn't take the place of skateboarding. So, I mean, just not being able to skate is something that would be really difficult for me. Mm. And, like, I can't imagine not having it. So, Yeah, you might have to, if you know, God forbid your your legs get chopped off, you might have to uh, convert to a tech decking or something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You can skate with your hands. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's people people who do. I mean, they're even doing contests with adaptive skaters who like don't have legs or or other disabilities so i mean these guys are going hard like you know they get a lot of uh play like on barracks and stuff like that i mean these guys that like they don't have legs they're starting like 50 handrails and stuff i mean they're getting gnarly out there yeah for sure yeah Yeah, what uh anthony didn't you 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 had heard that jim was in a band or something yeah, growing up, I heard you were in a, I think, hardcore band. Yeah, you did I vocals. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard any songs or remember the band name, but um, I just always heard, you know, local skate park, like, oh, he sings in a band. Yeah, 2005, I was in a band with some friends from around here. We started practicing in a garage and wrote some songs. And What kind of music was it? It was hardcore. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've always been into music. Like in high school, I went to a lot of shows, like Mm. hardcore, straight edge bands. Nice. So 
music is a big part of my life. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. You, your music selection is very interesting for like all the edits you do. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's really um like a I don't know. It's sort of like a, I don't know. I think it, like hardcore sounding. Also, um, I don't want to say like emo. It's not emo because because I I like emo also, but it's kind of like a sort of emotional like yeah, not emo, but emotional like content, yeah. like emotional music. Yeah, I mean, I like heavy music for sure but there's like so many different genres like emo screamo hardcore yeah maybe yeah metalcore deathcore yeah there's just so many like it's hard to put a label it's like a mix some things are mixed all those different things but yeah definitely heavy and like i i listened to a lot of hardcore in high school and a lot of straight edge bands like i've always tried to listen to straight edge bands just because it's something that I believe in. Just and, Yeah. Do you call yourself straight edge? I don't really call myself straight edge, but I've never done drugs and I've never smoked or drank. Really? It's not even a puff of a cigarette? No, never. A, a drop of alcohol? No. It's really? Just, wow. Those things just never appealed to me. And yeah. I mean, basically I just wanted to take care of my body so i could keep skating mm-hmm. and those things are kind of negative i i mean from what i've learned mm-hmm. and seen and experienced yeah. being around people like it has negative effects mm-hmm. and so i mean i just wanted to focus on skating and stay away from those things just because yeah. they seem negative and uh yeah so yeah that's something i'm pretty proud of and I think it's cool to be able to be that kind of positive role model for kids, whether totally. they they take it in or not, because it's kind of sad how many people are stuck on that party scene, like drinking yeah. and smoking. Or they and think they have to, to yeah. like fit in. Yeah, <clears throat> that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of kids get stuck just wanting to fit in and be a part of it. Yeah. Not even wanting it's to. Not even do a tr- that. Yeah. It's like not sure. even their choice to, but it's like, oh, well, everyone else is doing it. I want to be their friend, so I should do it too. Yeah, I think that's tough just because I think when you're younger, you really want to be accepted and fit in. And yeah. So, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I never got stuck in that, so I'm grateful. There's, there's been a handful of um, skaters that, you know, their lives are now ruined because of, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, heavy absolutely. drinking. I mean, I've, I've had people I know die really drugs yeah so oh, no kidding it's hard what people you skated with old buddies yeah someone i used to skate with wow overdose yeah Damn. oh wow yeah it's heavy um you, you think you still got just a slightly slightly off topic from the to the previous topic uh, you think you think you still have a uh, vocal chops um i guess it's probably in there somewhere <laughs> i haven't done it for a long time I was. I think I told you this idea once. I, uh, last time I was over, I think I was picking up grip. I was like, "Dude, like, I like I should write a song or something, and you should do vocals on it." Yeah, I um, remember. You, you're you're the guitar player. You should just write some like what what kind of music do you like? Like hard? You like hardcore? Yeah. Uh, you could sing to hardcore. Metalcore, hardcore. Something. We should do like a three three song demo. Just spit out some. You know, you're pretty good at guitar. Spit out cool. some uh, hardcore licks. Yeah, that'd be fun. Is it like um. 
I mean, can you give me some examples of what kind of straight edge bands like Strife and? Yeah, I used to listen to Strife, Earth Crisis, Snapcase. Oh, case. Cool. That's awesome. I think Earth Crisis is playing a show soon. They're doing a <clears throat> California Takeover. Was a show that all three of those bands did, mm-hmm. like late '90s or something. I actually went to that show, but they're doing another California Takeover with all those bands. Oh wow. I saw nice. that flyer recently. I guess we're in LA, or where'd you say? Um, LA, San Francisco, and I think one other. But the LA is already sold out. Uh, of course, I mean, probably yeah. sold out in minutes. Probably it may be sold out everywhere by That's now. That's a big name to be playing in LA, Earth Crisis. Because I don't think they've played in a long time. Yeah, I don't. I don't follow them too much. They used to be like one of my favorite bands for sure, though. Mm. I remember I, I used to listen to like Gorilla Biscuits and Youth oh, yeah. of Today and Strife and <laughs> stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, good, good stuff. Yeah. I still listen to them every once in a while. Gets me pumped. Yeah, for sure. Minor Threat and Girl of yes. That band, too, yeah. Yeah, Minor Threat, man. Uh, did they have a documentary? Did we, didn't we watch something with, like a Minor Threat documentary like over and over when we were in like high school? There was uh, Another State of Mind. Was like That's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Social Distortion. That was a really threat. cool. It was like a little doc- tour video. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, we grew up listening to punk. At a very early age, it was like fifth or sixth yeah, grade. Yeah, we had like Mohawks and like Liberty <laughs> yeah. Spikes. Like we, I mean, everything punk. Yeah. Um, but we were never punk enough. You know, you're never, it's one of those scenes where you're never punk enough. You're never this, you know, it's like one of those scenes. Yeah. No matter how, how big your Mohawk is, there's always somebody with a bigger Mohawk who like thinks you're not punk enough. Or more studs <laughs> on the jacket. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you should write a guitar. You should write like a strife, like, style riff yeah um and i'll like throw drums on it we could record with my computer that'd be fun and you should throw some vocals we'll give you the track you should uh you could like write some lyrics or something sounds good that'd be fun that'd be fun i'd actually really enjoy that um so uh what so what ways are you creative you're you're obviously creative um with skateboarding um what other ways do you do you consider yourself creative um i write poetry i do a lot of drawing um, I write children's books. I do illustrations. Yeah, the books. We man, there's so much to talk about. We haven't even gotten to the books. Like oh, we, yeah. you've written, is it two or three? Two. I'm working on my third right now. Nice. I I have two. I think I had picked up those two from you, the first and second. Um, yeah. And those are really cool. Um, I I th- I love the this the art. It's well, I like it all, but the art's very um unique. It's not like you know, it doesn't look like The Simpsons. It, do- it doesn't look like anything that I can think of. Yeah, which is cool. Thank you. Um, there's no like I don't think you're really um trying to emulate any particular style. Um, is that just like straight from your? Is that straight from your head or? Pretty much. I mean, I've had a little bit of influence from like anime. Oh, okay. Just yeah. like the way that the eyes and the simplicity, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of because you like anime or yeah, I used to watch a lot of anime and uh, I just like the characters and I think I mean the simplicity, like my art is pretty simple mm-hmm. and like expressive at the same time, and it's consistent. Uh, do you have to work at the consistency, or again, do you just have sort of? You're just inclined. Well, I to think do, to I, do th- I built that up. Like I built up my style over time. Yeah, because if I try to draw an eye and then draw it again, it they they're nothing. I just can't do anything twice. Yeah. And so yet you have two books where 
the dragon always looks like that. You know, the boy always looks like that. Uh, no weird, you know, it's not like a weird eye in one and the other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, practice. I yeah. think a lot of practice, but I mean, sometimes drawing can be difficult. I mean, especially if you want to make everything exactly the same. Because, I mean, yeah. sometimes I'll try to draw something and it'll turn out different than what I expect or mm. it just takes work to, like, perfect it. Yeah. So you you say you battled um, depression for, for, for years, like, since you were a kid or is it more of now that you're an adult? Um, basically, like, high school years. I'm, like, losing my voice. <laughs> I think um, probably starting like at the end of junior high or beginning of high school, Mm -hmm. I really struggled with depression, just like the same things we were talking about, being insecure and Mm self-conscious and feeling out of place, like I don't belong and just unhappy with like me as, as a person, just like I just felt like worthless and, uh, Mm. It was hard, but I mean, I think skateboarding really got me through that. It was the one yeah. thing that I could focus on and like escape those thoughts and feelings, at least like some of the time. And yeah, I mean, I got through like the toughest times. Like now I've changed my perspective. Like I used to be kind of a negative thinker mm. and now i try to look at the positive things yeah. and it it really helps like if you change your perspective look at things in a positive way because there's two sides to everything you can look at the negative or look at the positive yeah it's kind of a choice and yeah, i didn't totally. have that perspective or i guess i wasn't willing to open my mind to that until like i don't know a few years ago i mean yeah yeah it's it's just really interesting that like once you get past it <laughs> like you realize like it is kind of like the way that you look at things and think about it and your perspective and thought mm. process and yeah. i mean it's not easy either it takes work yeah. like i mean those negative thoughts and feelings are there Mm-hmm. You kind of have to try to push them aside and choose like to be positive or or not dwell on those things or focus on those things and get stuck on that. Yeah. So, I mean, some days it's it's hard to get through that, but for the most part, I think I've just learned and grown through all those struggles. Yeah. I've um recently like I was in a bad mood the other day. And just thinking negatively, I was driving, I was like late for something. I'm just trying to get from A to B and like all these things are just snowballing and I'm just like in this bad mood. About 10 minutes go by where I'm feeling like that. And I was like, you know what? I was like, you know, I think I was even upset with somebody maybe like, you know, thinking about what I would say to them. Like, I I can't remember what the situation was. But after about 10 minutes of that, I was like, you know who I'm punishing? Me. Yeah. I'm punishing myself. I'm not even, you know, and even if I had, even if I was getting to tell the person how I felt or, or whatever, um, I mean, it was, then it's still not good to be punishing somebody else. But really when I'm in that mood, 
the only person I'm hurting is myself. Right. And I was like, you know what? Like, screw this. Like, I can't do this for another minute. Like, 10 minutes had gone by where I was just punishing myself, punishing myself in my own head. And, and it, yeah. and it clicked after a while. Sometimes you just have to let it go and just move on and put it behind you. Easier yeah. said than done, but just like know that whatever it is, it'll get better or it'll go away or you can get through it. Yeah. And it's not the end of the world. Things are constantly changing, you know. And have you ever been like clinically diagnosed with depression or is it really just like the way you feel like it, there's no other answer other than that's sort of what you're feeling? Well, is basically, depression? I mean, I went through a lot of therapy. And oh, really? Like, you've, you've done therapy? Yeah, for okay. many, many years. And there's nothing... So. I mean, I don't, I don't, you didn't sound like you were shameful, but there's really nothing shameful about that. Like, with no, any, like, I mean, it, it can be really helpful if you let it, if you have an open mind and you try to learn from it. I mean, there was a lot, a lot of time I went where I was just like, I don't even want to be here. I don't want to do right. this. Like I was kind of forced to do it. <laughs> yeah. And so in that way, it wasn't helpful at all. And then, yeah, yeah. I and it's also meeting the right person that you can work with and trust and open up to. And mm -hmm. I, I finally found that later on. And when I opened my mind and found mm -hmm. someone that I could trust and talk to, it really did help me. Mm. So, did, were things like put in perspective? Uh, these people, the way so you would bounce off your feelings, you'd bounce the feelings off of them, and all of a sudden they're sort of reiterating what you're saying it's like hey oh this makes sense what you're telling me about myself well it's kind of like just talking about your struggles and they can help you get through it or give you ideas or just ways to work on it or get through it and it's kind of like a learning process like you have to try different things like mm -hmm. for me not being able to talk to people yeah i had to slowly like push myself to start talking to people and just putting myself out there and it's kind of like a choice where if I want to work on it, then yeah. I will get better. If not, then I'm not going to get through it. So, I mean, it took years and years for me to get out of a dark place and to mm. start talking to people and just opening up. And so, yeah, it was a long process but yeah i've been through a lot of that and hmm. um i mean they they tried to get me on medication but i was always oh. against like drugs and wow. putting like chemicals so you never tried any medication no i just wasn't open to wow it. no kidding i mean it's probably a good choice i think it does probably work for some people but um it definitely doesn't work for other it just like you know it like, I don't know. I It doesn't work for everybody, that's for sure. Yeah. It can be harmful to people. Well, yeah, there's definitely side effects that some people yeah. experience. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. So what do you, um, you know, now we're in the present. What do you hope for? What do you hope for in the, the near future, down the line? What do, you, what do you hope for yourself? Well, I'm hoping to raise money to publish my third book and then nice. I'm donating it to kids in need. So that's Sweet. one of my goals right now. And then just to keep skating and having fun and I guess being a positive role model for kids and just uh, 
sharing my books and doing the things that I'm passionate about. That's the most important thing. Kind of just taking it a day at a time and see what happens. And I'm just happy if I can keep skating and doing those kinds of things. That's really kind of where I'm at. Just keep it simple and just grateful to be able to skate and to have the things that I have. So I think that's about it. What's your most, what, what work are you most proud of that you, out of all the skate videos, your books, the products you've made, the, maybe the relationships you've developed with people, how you've, you, you've gone to schools and you've read to kids, um, out of all the work and things I didn't mention that I don't know about the music you made. Um, is there any one single piece that's your, that you're most proud of? As far as things that I've done or created, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think my one of my biggest accomplishments is winning the game of skate in 2005, mm-hmm. just because that was just like a huge event. Like it, skating against Eric Austin, yeah. someone who I looked up to and beating him and then winning the whole thing. <laughs> So, <laughs> did you have any like idea? Because I mean, God, who who was there? I mean, Costin. It was most the big name pros. It, it used to be a huge event, just yeah. like all the pros in the industry would go. So, just Nigel was there. Nigel, yeah, he was. Like, I think Mo. he had dreads. Yeah, he was he, like so young. He was such a little kid. Oh wow! Were um, you pretty nervous going up against Costin? Yeah, I was super <laughs> nervous. I didn't think I had any chance. <laughs> And Man. then this was before the finals, and so then when I wait, you're him, the guy who knocked Costin out. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. And that was, I guess, the first time that ever happened because he usually wow. each year he'd make it to the finals and win, or had no, he lost? No, he time? actually never won, but he'd always <laughs> make it game. to the finals. So that was kind of funny. But yeah, I guess that's the first time. And then I went on to win the whole thing. So pretty unbelievable were you, were you surprised like every step of the way like oh you won this round oh you won this round oh you're still in you're still like every you're like no seriously seriously like was it surprising every level you kept going up in the contest yeah definitely i mean for sure against cost and i thought i was like for sure gonna lose and but, it's one day it, all this skating happened in one day yeah so you, you battled I mean, like you don't 10 battle dudes? you don't battle like every person because they have like there's probably five games going on oh at i one see time. it's like narrowing down all the so way so you, the... you get put up against like certain people and they narrow it down from all these games going on so it's probably like five rounds total something like that and then they had the finals there's a three-way final mike mo jimmy carlin and myself that's right yeah yeah that was that's a really good round too i i've watched that a couple times um and who's the last guy you battled? Jimmy Carlin. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I had posted a video that we'd made together. I think maybe from the first interview, and um, yeah, Jimmy Carlin liked it. <laughs> he oh, liked. Really? It. I posted well because I tagged him. I think, and he liked it. It was kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. I'm sure you remember that. Like, damn, that damn Jim Bates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> knocked me out of the contest. Was was any of the pros like sour towards you in any way, or were they really cool no, about it? Everyone was cool. That's cool. Yeah, Costin was really nice about it, and yeah, everyone I met That's and talked to, to was was cool, and happy for me, which was amazing. And you got a check, yeah, yeah. You still have that, right? Yeah, I have the check, dude. I want to see uh, 
I want to see that. I got to see the shoes. Uh, do you have any like chaos? Yeah, stuff? do you have any chaos gear? Um, I don't. That'd be so sweet. I still have a wallet. I think oh, I might have a wallet. <laughs> I think my dad has a pair of the shoes somewhere. And then I have like some stickers still. Wow. Oh, chaos stickers? Yeah. Dude, I haven't seen that logo in so long. Yeah, I remember when they had the like an open shark mouth on the floor at the Jans, right? Is that what it was? It was like teeth. That's uh, a chaos. Yeah, and they, they actually had a shark hanging on the entrance. That's Do you remember right. that? Yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that. It's like a hammerhead shark. I forgot I about think. that. Did Maybe. they did they have a, a bench in there that was made out of skate decks or am I making yeah, it? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I remember yeah. that was cool. I remember thinking that was super cool. Um you got any questions for Jim? Yeah, um I was wondering because now I'm twenty nine and I still skate every once in a while and I noticed it's uh it's affecting my knees a lot at oh, yeah. this age. <laughs> Do you take anything to help with like your muscles or bones? Because I take glucosamine. And it kind of helps. Yeah. And stretching, obviously. Um, do you do anything to help with skateboarding at, at your age now? Honestly, I don't no. take anything. I stretch every day. And oh, that's about before, it. Before, like right when you wake up? or Yeah, right... pretty much I stretch at the beginning of the day. I don't stretch at all. That's, no. why, that's why I need to start doing. You stretch? Yeah, I have. I don't even like bend down. I should, though. Definitely helps. I think it lasts so. longer. I never, I didn't always stretch, but I do now. Well, I mean, it's a good question because back in the day, like, you know, in all all your, like, pro videos, I mean, you're always, like, it, almost all the tricks you were doing were, like, 10 stairs, 12 stairs, off huge ledges. Um, you'd think you'd, like, your uh, knees would be hurting by now. Yeah, I feel really grateful. That they, don't, my, they don't hurt? Like, not really. I mean, occasionally. I mean, I'm yeah. still, like, putting my body through a lot, skating every day. And, mm -hmm. I mean, I have aches and pains sometimes, and... Like, I'm not skating 12 hours a day. Like, I, when I was a kid, <laughs> I wish I could. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, my body's held up pretty well. It's pretty amazing to me after all I've been through. And mm -hmm. I think just being on my board every day, like, not taking a break, I think my mm -hmm. body's just used to it. And yeah, I think that definitely makes a difference. When I take breaks, like... All of a sudden, I start feeling like older. Like if I don't skate for a few days, I start yeah. feeling like tight and like. So I think skating actually, maybe there's a little impact on my knees, which hurt every now and then. But it might actually be doing more good. It might actually yeah. be keeping me a little younger. Probably like keeping your circulation and just like your muscles moving and active, mm -hmm. so you're more flexible. Yeah, I feel uh, really. I don't know, like like what you said earlier, where people who don't skate can't. I don't know that they can understand. You said something like that, and I'm and I know there are other things you can do that will help you understand, like the feeling I get and the feeling you guys probably get when you're skating. But it's just like freedom. You're like when you're going fast, like around the park, grinding something. It just feels so good. It's like yeah. an extended version of sh making a basket. Right. You, sh you shoot a you shoot a free throw and you make it. Skating to me is like an extended version of that feeling of making uh, a basket. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. people get that feeling from other things. Mm -hmm. Like everyone has that thing that makes them feel like that. And for, yeah. for me, it's skateboarding. There's nothing like it or better. All right, Jim, I got one more question for you. Who the hell are you? I'm Jim Bates. 
just a person, a skateboarder, author, illustrator, human being. We love you, James. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you.